0: He fires downfield, it's caught, and into the end zone! Touchdown, Iowa! Touchdown, Iowa! Play fake, Bethard sets up deep in the pocket, goes down the field for Smith! Oh, caught it! Smith, touchdown, 85 yards! The spot. The kick is on the way, it's good! It's
1: good! Iowa wins 14-13! All right, welcome everybody to episode twelve of Hawksview. We've got a review of our second one of the season, getting back to five hundred on the year, two and two after a thirty five to seven victory over the Minnesota golden Gophers and one that should have been a shutout. yeah, unfortunately it wasn't. We were really cheering for it. I mean, it would have been nice to see nonetheless, but six straight versus Minnesota, and I mean. What a way to end the game! Just interesting. I mean, <laughs> the headlines this week—it was interesting. Fleck called the timeout prior to Kirk calling all three of his. And I mean, what a what a what a storyline! I mean, Fleck trying to put some points on the board, then Kirk, you know, obviously using all his three to see what they were going to come out in. Leaving the timeouts in Minnesota, as he said in the the pressers after the game, Lance.
0: I mean I, absolutely love, I mean, I absolutely love the pettiness there. I mean, just send a message. Did you see the postgame handshake, too? It was just quick. Um, I was actually a video on Twitter. I was giggling about it. It said, yeah, this nice game, BJ. Yeah, fuck you, or something like that. But anyway, I mean, just a great win. I, I absolutely love beating the brakes off Minnesota. I would have loved to hold them to zero points. I would have just absolutely adored that. But, you know, seven will have to do.
1: Well, yeah. You love to see the boys coming out hot, too. I mean... Starting out strong on a Friday night, which we had talked about being a key in the game and running the ball very, very well, as we had talked about and discussed with this Minnesota defense. And Goodson, 20 for 142, two touchdowns. Yeah, that's Sergeant, 9 for 86, one touchdown. Both averaging 7-plus yards of carry.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a team, to carry the ball for 6.5 yards of carry 50 times or 35 times is... I mean, that Minnesota defense is bad, but... That's just what we should have been doing all year. Like, I don't know why we didn't do that against Northwestern. I don't know why we didn't see this rushing attack earlier. I mean, clearly it's going to be there all year, as we've seen the last two weeks. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, oh, the whole line. The whole line, I mean, massive holes. Yeah. Massive gaping holes for, for our backs to run through. It could have been really anyone running on this Minnesota defense, if
0: you ask me. I mean, obviously. I mean, I think you put me out there, and I'm getting at least 50 yards. So, I mean, they, I mean, they, were, they were doing it at will. They were running the ball at will. That's obviously a joke, by the way, but. Yeah, I mean, that being said, that Minnesota defense is absolutely atrociously bad. The offensive line did their part, and obviously Goodson just putting on a show for us.
1: An absolute show. I mean, Petrus only having to throw it 18 times is all. I mean, yeah, I got mean, nine he, of them, I mean, whatever. Look,
0: I mean, he didn't look great. I mean, that that pick in the first quarter was, I mean, that's bad. I mean, you, can, you can't have that. So
1: no, Abysmal. But, yeah, I in terms of the offense, looked great. Did exactly what we wanted to do this week. It was dominating. It was... I mean, just back old school, pound the rock, what we love to see.
0: I mean. Yeah, I mean, this is like a prime, like, Iowa game, in grind my opinion. it
1: out, yeah. I mean, we played discipline. We only had two penalties. No sacks. Two, there, eight. No sacks. There you go.
0: I mean. The defensive line was getting after him, too. I appreciated the defensive effort well, listen, all we, the way through, so.
1: Yeah, as we started to hop into the defense a little bit, too, we talked about controlling Minnesota's run game. I mean, Ibrahim. Again, we struggle with names here yeah, on this name, podcast. Guys. But, I mean, he still had over 100 yards this week. And it was interesting because we talked about Rashad Bateman, how the balanced attack would look from Minnesota. I mean, they ran them all plenty well. But, obviously, some of that coming in the second half, obviously, when it was blowout, whatever. I don't know. But we held Bateman to, I mean, at least...
0: Someone in check. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess he had eight catches. But, I mean, he's going to, like we said, I mean, he's going to go... I mean, he's going to get his catches. I mean, he's just too talented of a guy. We just don't have any. I mean, I I appreciate our secondary. Yes, they've been solid this year. But, I mean, Rashad Bateman's like a first-round pick. So, like, we're holding him in check to the point where he only scored in the fourth quarter when the game was already decided. I mean, I'm fine with that. I mean.
1: As we're up 35 with yeah 30 seconds on the
0: exactly. clock. So, it's like, I don't know. Tanner Morgan wasn't as good as I thought he was going to be. I kind of thought he would handle our pressure better, but he didn't really have a lot of time to throw. I mean, we were getting, we were getting home. We were making plays in the secondary, made some bad throws, had some drops out there in that wide receiving core, that young wide receiving core outside of Bateman. So, I mean, I mean, this was a good offense
1: statistically in the big 10 so far. Yeah.
0: And in terms of
1: like who they played, granted, maybe not the best defenses that they've seen certainly, but I mean, our defense is making strides. I think in, in, a lot of the right directions moving forward, especially with some—I mean, especially Penn State next week—needed to be solid against them, especially on D. I mean, going to be another big, big game next week, as we talked about this. This stretch of games: Minnesota, Penn State, and Nebraska, back to back to back, is going to be a key stretch for us moving yeah. forward. So, yeah, I think it's it's big to have the defense make big strides, and yeah, would have liked to have the shutout.
0: Yeah, I mean. The shutout obviously would have been nice. I mean, just shoving it to him and holding him with zero points on their home field obviously would have been great. But, you know, it really is what it is. Like, if PJ Fleck wants to be petty and call timeouts to score a point in a game that he's down 35 in so he can keep his dignity or his pride in check by not getting shut out by a rival, then good for you, man. But I also appreciate Kirk's pettiness and response and calling three timeouts. But I mean, this Minnesota defense is—I mean, they're—they're. This is not a good Minnesota football team. It's just not. But it is what they call a winning streak. That's two straight. So I mean, I have no problems winning with a winning streak. Let's just say that.
1: No sir. And as we were talking about the defense there a little bit too, I believe I saw on Twitter as well. It is our
0: eleventh straight game with an
1: interception, which is kind of an interesting stat. Yeah. Getting the takeaways, but I really like having—I mean, Jack. We talked about Jack Kerner being back. He had excuse me, we had Jack Campbell and missing the name here. Schulte, Austin Schulte. Schulte, Schulte back this week. That was nice to see. But, again, as I was talking about the interceptions, Riley Moss with another one. Kerner having another one this, this week.
0: Riley they, Moss, man. We were we were kind of slandering him a little bit. But, I mean, he's putting together a pretty good, pretty solid season for the most part. I kind of expected Hankins to be like the the breakout guy this year. I knew there was probably going to be one that was emerged as – maybe not the best, but, like, the playmaker of the group. And, I mean, Riley Moss is making himself a case for it, That's for sure.
1: Yeah, and in terms of, like, guarding the, the bigger guys, though, I'm not necessarily sure that he's, like, ready for that stature, though, in terms of, like, who's going to be on their guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like, Hankins is still obviously that. And, I mean, it's hard to say, too, with Hankins. It's probably hard to defend him here with having the David Bell week and, you know. I mean it's just tough. But the, these guys are I mean stud ride receivers nonetheless, so it's hard it's hard to necessarily bash Hankins at all, but
0: I mean, yeah, I mean coming in, we've played four games this year in a very strange off season and we've had two of probably the best receivers in the Big Ten and one went off and the other didn't. So improvement maybe and maybe Michigan maybe Minnesota just stinks this year, but I, I think we're we're making steps in the right direction. There's no arguing whether we're making steps in the right direction. I think this defense is getting more gelled together. I think the tackling issues are kind of a thing of the past. Um, like you said, they ran the ball, but, I mean, they only 3.6 I mean, yards a carry. Is, and if
1: I had to guess more, that would be, yeah, in the second half, a little bit, like, longer drives for Minnesota. So Minnesota had, in the first half, four punts, an interception, and then a turnover on downs. I mean,
0: that's... So, I mean, way to come out strong.
1: And those drives for them, only 19 yards, 37 yards, 14 yards, 6 yards, and then interception after three plays, and 17 yards turnover on downs. So not a lot going there in the first half whatsoever.
0: That was definitely an area I was concerned about, too. I think we talked about that in the preview pod is how well are we going to come out ready to play on the road at Minnesota on a Friday night because, I mean, it's just a a weird – it was a weird feeling for everybody. I think I think fans included that it was just like a strange night to have an Iowa game. It like didn't feel like it was like there until like the game started and we kinda came out and flexed our muscles, especially on defense. But to hold to go into Minnesota and hold that team to hundred and ten yards in the first half is that that'll work. That's gonna win a lot of games this year if we continue to do things like that.
1: It was beautiful. And then, I mean, even having probably I mean kind of even shutting down the game there coming out of the second half punt and then getting off the field with a miss field goal after Minnesota had a 17 play 74 yard drive after taking 10 minutes off the clock i mean getting a field miss field goal there was huge and then touchdown interception touchdown and and games, game,
0: over. and game's over folks but well all but the all but the timeouts so yeah exactly <laughs>
1: So, I mean, yeah, all in all, a very good week, I think. Again, we didn't see a whole lot out of our, our wide receivers, but in terms of them and the offensive line, as we were talking about, I mean, a lot of credit was given from the game comments to the wide receivers and the O-line getting into the secondary, obviously blocking the wide receivers and getting into the secondary of the linebackers and safeties, blocking those, getting some, some bigger runs for our boys in the backfield as well this week I think was, was crucial as well.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, I mean a forty five yard run from Goodson, and a thirty six yard from Mackay Sargent. I mean, if we're able to run the ball like that, especially in the first half, it seems like it would be Second and ten, and we just run the ball, just run it up the middle, and it hit twelve yards. It was. I like, mean, all right, even
1: this is easy. even last week when we were running the ball, it wasn't like holes like this. Like obviously, no, it was no. a bad
0: Minnesota defense, like we talk about. But like these were some like massive holes. Yeah, they were there was little to no defense on that Minnesota, especially run defense. I mean, it was like I mean it was like running through Swiss cheese. Like it was just they're they are young on defense. You can tell, and coaching could be an issue. Don't. That's all I'm saying. It was
1: interesting too because. PJ Fleck was like getting like shopping around, like if I recall, there's a few programs, Florida State being one of them. I thought, oh and yeah,
0: and then he signed the big he signed the big extension, though. yeah, which is crazy. Go sit up there in Minnesota for a couple more years and be Kirk Ferentz's uh, son. That's that's fine with me. But there's there are some coaches in the Big Ten right now that I not worry about, but can see that the program is going in the right direction and. To go from eleven and two to this to this is listen. I I was on some Minnesota uh, Twitter or something, and I saw they were complaining about it. So they were Hot complaining seats? about the coaching, especially. I mean, he's not. I mean, he's not going anywhere for at least not this year. I mean, it's such a strange year. It's hard to take it away from him like that. But listen, like you got to have your guys ready, and especially in rivalry games. To I don't know how long he's been there, four or five years now, and never beat Kirk Ferentz or never beat Iowa is. Minnesota fans don't like that.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And in terms of, like, the Big Ten and the Big Ten West, as we're we're kind of talking about this, chatting it up here, boy, would it have nice to have been, like, just pick up one more of those games against Northwestern or Purdue and then, like, you know, hopefully win out and then, like, the last game, as we talked about earlier in the year, against Wisconsin and Kinnick for the Big Ten West or whatever. Man, just thinking about that would have been a cool
0: storyline to kind of have play out. I think I was even I think we about talked about that. that with your dad. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I remember talking about it during the game. I was like, if we just one scoring drive here and like we have a real real shot to win the Big 10 West. Like in one of those two games, it was both of those games. One if scoring drive. If we just pick drive, up one of the two games. Yeah, if we win one then we're 3 and 1. Mainly against yeah. We're yep. 3 and 1. I would assume Northwestern or Purdue is going to lose at some point. Again, I mean, I guess one of uh, Purdue lost this weekend, right to Northwestern. So yep. I would assume Northwestern drops one somewhere, and then I mean, we're right back in
1: the mix. But so, what do you know necessarily? I haven't looked into it. The deal with Wisconsin are they even eligible for? Yeah, I mean, they would they have go, to play every single game, though they can't miss another one.
0: Yeah, yeah. If they miss another one, then I would imagine that that's kind of just a scrap season at that point. Um, they were talking about canceling it before this week, and then. Mertz must have cleared protocol so they felt good enough about their football team to send him out there so which I mean they looked like a hell of a football team yeah I I mean even I mean mean, granted, Michigan wasn't like I mean that's a good Wisconsin football team it's just simply tough that (laughs) it's just really tough that they found a quarterback that's a freshman we're gonna have to see him probably three or four times from now on because I mean that Mertz kid is very very special so
1: yeah, it took him a little bit to get settled into that game. We'll we'll save that for yeah. for the, for the recap, if you will. But other than that, I mean, I think it was a it was a good another building block week, like we yeah. talked about. Moving into Penn State on the road, which we are favored in somehow. Which
0: yeah, I mean, I can see that Penn State has been they've been very unpredictable this year as well. I mean, they're I mean they're own four, I guess, but
1: that's didn't. the first time that's happened in a long time, from what I saw.
0: I yeah, I mean
1: crazy I can't crazy remember. to think about
0: since maybe franklin or first first couple of years of franklin maybe when they had the allegations being thrown around i guess but i mean i can't remember a time that penn state looked that bad in back-to-back weeks i guess i won't give them i'll count ohio state They looked that right in that game but i mean against maryland and nebraska you got to beat those teams you are penn state and james franklin for sure so
1: yeah i would definitely definitely agree other than that, this week, I mean,
0: the D line, like we talked about, uh, Zach Van Valkenburg won a deep, defensive Big player, 10, of the week. Big Ten player of the week. So, yeah. yeah, about that. I mean, listen, I we've been saying it a while. You can't teach. You, they really put forth the defense. Puts forth a great effort every week. They try, and you can't teach that. You really, you just can't explain and put into words. That's just, it's just effort. It's just put putting your best foot forward on every play, and I think that's what the defense does, and maybe they're not the most talented bunch of defensive guys we've ever had, but listen.
1: Well, let's talk about a talented bunch, and I want to talk about the tweet we saw about the offensive line. We have three offensive linemen ranked first, second, and third, and the PFF, I believe, is what the, the measurement is or whatever, but that's crazy to think about. So Linderbaum, Jackson, and...
0: Ins maybe no, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know who the third one would be. It doesn't seem that that seems crazy to me because it doesn't seem like our offensive line has been like a normal Iowa offensive line. Like it seems a little crazy to me that we would have the top three in the Big Ten. But I guess we've been. I mean, we've been solid on the offensive line. It just seemed like Peach has been under fire. Maybe that's just because he's not comfortable back there yet. It could be a, due to a variety of things. But
1: yeah, certainly. And in terms of like playing in the conditions. I mean, getting late in the year too. Liked how he's looked in that regard. You could tell, like a few, like Tyler Goodson never played in a in game that cold, whatsoever. I don't think. I mean, last year maybe a few, but late in the year. But going up in the chilly Minnesota nights, it looked like it was a little little windy it and chilly. Cool. The boys it had the coats. It, co- it looks cold up there. The boys had the coats on, if you will. So that was good to see. And in terms of just you know having a a late later season, if you will.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be important for sure. And. I think part of that is we're going to have to rely on the run game because I'm, I mean, Peter's coming from California. He has definitely never played in a game that cold, probably ever. So
1: <laughs> he's been under the coats, having yeah, the layers. Yeah, maybe
0: that's maybe that's why they kind of took it out of his hands in this one. Maybe it's just because they don't. Maybe they already lost trust, which I hope they didn't do. Just let him let him work into it. I mean, we we did talk about this in the preview pod that he's going to make mistakes, like he's going to make bad throws, like he did. And it's just it's unfortunate that he didn't get a full spring practice formula in or whatever that whatever they do behind closed doors in the spring and fall that he just didn't really get the chance to do. But I think he's I I don't know. Maybe I mean he's the he's the guy. So that we're just gonna have to deal with it is basically what it is now. And if we lean on the run game, then I don't really have a problem with it at all. So
1: me either. Me either whatsoever. Again it's gonna take time. We talked about he's gonna make mistakes. I mean, even his first game, we expected him to throw a pick. He didn't do that. I mean, he did in the second one against Northwestern. But, I mean, yeah, he's going to make mistakes like we talked about even at the beginning of the season. But it's going to take time. Hopefully they didn't completely pull the plug, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, we definitely, me especially, I definitely drank the Kool-Aid this offseason. I thought he was going to come in and be be the uh, – the, the workhorse i guess or maybe i don't know the quarterback i i had very high expectations coming into this year and that's really like not full-blown
1: given giving him the keys if you will
0: yeah and that i mean that and i still feel that he is the quarterback of the future i still feel comfortable handing him the keys but it's definitely going to be a learning curve i kind of thought he would come on campus and just be an automatic stud i don't know what i was thinking there i was just a product of a uh, recruiting hype i guess and just a belief in iowa football that isn't basically never, ever came through. But, you know, we can dream, right?
1: Yeah, I would agree. And a few other points I kind of wanted to get to, too, was just in terms of, like, building blocks, like we talked about in the preview, too. I mean, we're scoring second-half points now. We couldn't say that after the first two games. We're putting teams away. I mean, granted, both sides have been playing good on the football. I mean, getting getting turnovers is big from our defense and obviously punching them in like we have the, the last few weeks and just putting games away, whether they were – really a
0: game or not. I mean... Yeah, I wonder... I should have had a stat ready. I wonder when the last time Iowa won back-to-back games by 28-plus was. Probably hasn't happened very often, if ever, under Kirk Ferentz. honestly. I mean,
1: maybe in the non-conference, but certainly not back-to-back like like Big Ten games, in yeah. my opinion. Well, I, yeah,
0: I mean... Yeah, I mean, it just... It just doesn't happen very often that we kind of just bully teams in the submission, I guess, but... To do a back-to-back weeks is is exciting for sure. I would agree. Other than that, you got some more
1: points to go off of here on the Iowa Minnesota game again. It was quite the beat down. Just some utter dominance. They held the ball for a while. I mean, we didn't really even need to hold it because we just
0: yeah. I mean, we put the
1: points up on the board. But
0: yeah, we were. Uh, I mean, the run game. Our defense was solid. Held Bateman somewhat in check. Oh, Keith Duncan, you worried? I don't know,
1: I don't know to be honest. He's just been tested with a few of the longer ones, and I don't know what's going on. Like giving the the other guy a shot with like I don't know how long that one was.
0: Yeah, it was like the it was fifty plus. It was fifty two maybe. Was that last week? Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. To I, but I mean that's. I mean, I guess I don't know. I guess on that regard, I don't know. But I don't know, man. But in other in other kicking. Game kicking in the special teams room. Tory Taylor, another another solid game. I mean, I mean, the dude's he's only going to get better. It's his fourth game of college football ever.
1: He's going to kick balls for a living.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, I mean, I mean, he's been money. I appreciate. Uh, I mean, forty four yard average. I mean, it's not. I mean, that's just what I think that's just what the momentum. I think that's just what is he's just going to grind out 45 yard averages all season long, which I am completely fine with I feel like they never return it either. It's just just a nuke. It's out there and down inside wherever. So, yeah, I like what I see there.
1: Congrats to him. I mean, the special teams, we obviously we love pinning them, pinning them deep as as we talked about in the preview pod as well. I mean, it's going to be a a key for us every week. So we're going to keep talking about that and. Obviously, the last few games. I mean, we've done what we needed to do. We talked about it in terms of turning around, getting getting some um, some steamrolling, if you will, in the next few weeks moving forward into a couple more important ones like we talked about. But I think all in all, a lot a lot of good things to take out of this one.
0: Yeah, listen. I mean, two weeks ago we were talking about how many wins we're going to get. I mean, I there's a lot of. I mean. Turning around now, looking at it after winning back-to-back games, I mean, there's, there's, there's more winnable games out there for sure. I mean, we're favored this week against Penn State, home versus Nebraska, who, again, we've beaten five straight years, and then at Illinois. I mean, those are all three of those are winnable games. Definitely. Definitely. So things are turning in the right direction. I'm I am starting to get the juices back, which I don't like because it just means pain is coming. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm excited. It's,
1: it's, a, it's being an Iowa football fan.
0: Yeah, I mean, this should. is what
1: this is what we deal with year in and year out. We especially me more more so, I think when we got here our freshman year. I mean, you've obviously been going two games more and longer than I have, but just it's setting in that it's just it's going to be what it is year in and year out. Like that that loss to Wisconsin 2 years ago, freshman year was certainly one of them for me. It's just like those losses are just going to set in and they just just is what it
0: is. Yeah, just it is tough. But I mean, we have a good chance this year to snap out a losing streak against Penn State, extend winning streaks in our rivalry games. You know, if we beat Wisconsin, we beat Wisconsin. If we don't, and we don't, I mean, in the end, of the season it doesn't even matter because it's a global pandemic. So,
1: yeah, we have been on record <laughs> saying that a few times. Nonetheless, so we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll move on to next week with Penn State. With that being said, we've got. That preview coming on Thursdays. We've been getting those up. Yeah, we'll have those up on Thursday here on the Hawks View channel, and then for in terms of the rest of the channel as well, this week we'll have the NFL and the rest of the college slate recap up Tuesday as well. We will have both of those, this one and that one, up on Tuesday on our various different channels, and then possibly I was going to discuss maybe a Masters recap with you, but it's kind of a yeah. The, the, the Sunday was a little we could
0: cover it in the mix for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do it maybe on that, that recap pod at towards the end, maybe, but nonetheless, then we'll have triangle sharps on Friday. We didn't get it out last week. Although the boys got hot. We post our, our cards, which you hate to see. We've been having, I don't know, these lingering audio problems. We keep losing the audio for whatever reason. We're, we're trying to get that figured out, but we had it. We thought we had it fixed. It It came back, but I don't know what else to say there. Other than that, we're figuring out. Yeah. We're new to this still. We're still new. I mean, we're only two months in.
0: So, and also, I don't think what happens is we'll get into that later. But th- that's a story for a different podcast. But I don't think what happens is our fault. Like I do, I don't know what could possibly be human error on that.
1: I don't either. I don't either. Which is why I I don't even have many words to say about it. Other than we're trying. We're it's trying. Mad, it's mad annoying. I will tell you that it is mad annoying. That is a fact. So that being said, guys, we will see you hopefully. You guys catch both of the recaps this week and then later on this week for another Iowa one and Triangle Sharps. And Triangle Sharps. That's about it. So with that being said, guys, we'll kick it. We'll see you next time. He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone.
0: Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. kick is on the way, it's good, it's good,